0: This is who I am and I will not change, compromise it, be anything different than who I am for any reason. Like so if it hurts your feelings or if it makes you worried or scared or steps on your toes in any way my bigness, then that's not my problem. Like I, I like I remember mm-hmm. making that a flat out like this is a deal, guys.
1: Yeah, because that's that is the whole premise behind this is if you say something to me that, quote unquote, hurts my feelings, it's nothing you did or said that hurts my feelings. It's it's that it tore off some kind of scab or poked at a wound that I, I have.
0: Yeah. Welcome to Wealthy and Aligned by Human Design, the podcast dedicated to helping you use human design in your business from the ground up. You have everything you need right now to start serving the world with immense value and get paid to do it. In this podcast, I teach you how. Now, let's get into the episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. Uh, This week, I decided to bring my husband back on because we realized something when we were in Joshua Tree a couple weeks back. Lately, he's been reading to me at night because we started on this little like trip of, I need you to read to me at night when I was having trouble sleeping one night. And I was like, oh, remember? Remember when we were married before and you used to read to me when I was having trouble sleeping? He's like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, let's do that again. And this started a little journey into the four agreements, the Don Miguel Ruiz whole legacy work. And we, so he's been reading to me every night something from The Four Agreements or one of his other books. And we were walking in Joshua Tree and I'm like, you know what? That stuff has really, really been a integral part of our relationship. And I think that maybe we should talk about it on the podcast. So Garrick was like, okay, I will come on the podcast again and we can talk about it. So that's what we're going to do this week. It's Four Agreements, I know everyone's read the book, I'm sure you have, but hopefully we'll put a little bit of a spin on it as to how we actually use it every day in alignment with our design. So that's what I'm hoping we will leave you with today, the value of how to take the four agreements as law and use them with your design. So welcome back, my love.
1: Hello. Glad to be here. Yeah. Yeah. So it's funny because the whole read to you thing, it's like... I know. (laughs) It's like, I got to I gotta tuck her in, make sure she's got her water, you know, the pillows are fluffed, and then we read. You
0: don't fluff my pillows. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> you act like I'm this, like, Cleopatra uh, princess.
1: Well, the kids make fun of us like it's, you know, you're a five-year-old getting read to at night. You know? No, I am. I am. <laughs> and I
0: love it. I remember when we were married, I do you remember why I would have issues sleeping back then?
1: I just know that you did. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember the exact details.
0: Yeah. And I remember when we were divorced thinking, oh my gosh, I don't think I'm ever going to have him read to me again at night. And I remember being really sad about that. (laughs) Yeah. Just like kind of crushed. Like, okay, Danielle, you have to be a big girl. You can read to yourself. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, you can do it.
0: And then here I am, like, I get to have it every single night, and I'm so grateful. I love it. I get mad when you're like, I'm too tired. I'm going to sleep.
1: <laughs> Some nights, no reading. But, you know, <laughs> I'm I'm happy to do it.
0: Oh, my gosh. I love it. So The Four Agreements was the first book that you were reading to me. I mean, I would fall asleep pretty quickly into the book.
1: Yeah, so I've read the book probably 10 times now <laughs> because... You know, two pages in, she's snoring and I finish the chapter and then we start back over again.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've read it before. We've read it many times before, but it's like, I don't know if maybe falling asleep to it is really just embedding it into my subconscious. Could be. I don't know, but it just really seems to be, I mean, the most
1: helpful. Or hearing it over and over again. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then you'll say things throughout the day, like, you know, like, well, be impeccable with your word. Or, I mean, you haven't ever really said that, but like, you will say things that refer back to the book and I'm mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, yep.
1: Yeah. It's just getting ingrained, I think. And that's, that's why we're here talking about it now. Cause it's kind of made an impact.
0: Yeah. Huge impact. Yeah. I mean, it's trickled down to the kids even.
1: Yeah. I like it because... It's just kind of a good little framework and a good reminder throughout the day. You could kind of, these things come into my mind and I think, you know, it can change your actions or how you're interpreting something. Yeah. Right in the Uh, moment. Right in the moment. Yeah. So it's been, it's been really helpful.
0: Yeah. So let's go into the, we'll go into the four agreements. Yeah. Yeah. So the number one is be impeccable with your word. Be impeccable,
1: so, yeah. So start with the actual um, Latin of that impeccability. The word itself um, means without sin.
0: I mean, I can literally count on you to like <laughs> be yeah. the generator and break all of this I down. I love
1: that stuff. That's <laughs> like, okay, let's go back to the word. What does it actually mean? Yeah. Let's break this down. So, yeah, without sin. And a sin is anything that goes, that you do that goes against yourself. Mm-hmm. So to be impeccable is not ever going against yourself.
0: Oh my gosh. That carries so much weight knowing what we know now about ourselves. Mm-hmm. So knowing what we know about our designs, about our keys, about the frequencies of us, like literally, I mean, just take my sun gate, my commitment. So if if I'm like I guess committing a sin or not being impeccable with my word
1: would mean I'm half-ass. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You're not. You're not following your design as as designed.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Therefore, it's a big deal. Yeah. It's a big deal.
1: Yeah. It's um. It's powerful, being impeccable, um, following your word. Your word is magic, essentially. Mm-hmm. People don't realize how strong. Their words can be um, with others. It's it takes those thoughts and dreams and ideas in your brain and can bring them into fruition, into reality. It's how we manifest. Yeah, uh, by using our word.
0: That the biggest thing in the human design whole system is the throat is your manifestation center. So literally, being mindful of every word you speak, especially for manifestors or me manifesting generators, like we've seen how quickly when I say something, mm-hmm. we've seen how quickly it comes into fruition or it impacts
1: somebody in some way. Yeah. And I used to think that I could just think of the thing I wanted mm. and that it could manifest and not understanding the power of the word and speaking it out loud. Did you really? Of, yeah. I don't remember.
0: Did well, you a ever... long time ago. Yeah, I mean, like now as I a know child, it's
1: different. But yeah, just kind of over my life, I think it was just I was never taught really specifically that particular thing. But I think that just I had that idea in my head that I didn't know the power of just speaking it out. Yeah. Or writing it, or you know, bringing it out of your mind. Yes. To start the manifestation process.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I know when I was. I mean. In my three-year in my bed process, I was doing a lot of alignment, figuring out what alignment meant, and I realized that the words I was speaking did not match my actions, mm. and that was me going against myself. So I was saying I was healthy,
1: yeah. right?
0: I was I was going to the um, gym once a day, but I was eating Del Taco and drinking wine, right? And I remember that moment when I woke up to that moment, I was like, wait a minute, Danielle, Uh, that's actually the opposite of healthy. Yeah, it doesn't
1: quite match up the definition, I guess, right? Yeah,
0: and I remember being like, well, that's strike one. Like, I have to figure out where else I'm doing this in my life.
1: So, yeah, another example of the power of the word just to drive this home is, it's actually in the book, is he mentions Hitler and how he Mm. drove an entire country and then the world into war just by the word, just standing at a podium and saying the things he said, just yeah. so sowed, sowed the seeds of fear and hate and drove the world into that situation. So it's just an illustration of the power of the word and the opposite is true as well. So we can spread love and beauty and, heaven on earth basically with the word as well. And so it's to me this whole thing boils down to watch your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much yeah. The whole impeccability part of just watch your mouth, watch what's coming out of it because it's powerful. It's it's magic. It can create, it can destroy.
0: I mean, so okay, so number 2 is don't take anything personally.
1: Don't take anything personally. So why don't this you take this one because is... Yeah, this is this is a tough one. This one jumped out at me the most. Uh, i probably reread this chapter the most because, um, it just illustrated to me how much I do that, mm. and how I've it's so ingrained in me. It's been there for as long as I can remember. I think it's a combination of things. It's like um, now I know my design being you know wide open, all my centers and everything feeling. Mm-hmm. Being an empath, um, I feel around me and everybody's energy and wh- how they're feeling. And so I think I've always just internalized that yeah, and felt it as mine. Mm-hmm. And the reason for it was because of me. So if someone's upset in any way, I think it's something I did yeah, or didn't do. yeah, And not realizing that um, don't take anything personally means that what everything, everything that someone else does or says to you or about you isn't about you. Is
0: not about you. Yeah. Has nothing to do with you. Yeah, That was, I think, the biggest game changer in my experiment. And I didn't, you know, I wasn't reading this book at the time, but I remember being like, so that means that literally, we'll just take one of my centers, my open emotional solar plexus center means that the way I'm feeling isn't mine
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and then doing like trial and error with that, like, okay, I'm going to be separate from everybody else and see what that feels like and what that means and how does that change the way I'm thinking about myself and how does that change the way I take care of myself and, and how I go about my day. And I, I mean, I, you know, I'm still like this, but I am so picky about Mm -hmm. where I go and who I'm around now. In fact, we're about to invest in a necklace <laughs> <laughs> that will protect me from the, the
1: energy of other people because it, I am
0: so sensitive to it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so with me realizing that I'm that way as well now, now, now I know why and what yeah, that is. you've always been that way. You just didn't I know just, why. Yeah. I didn't know what that was. I didn't, I didn't know that it wasn't me. Mm-hmm. So how do I interpret that? I just think it's me. Yeah. What, what else is it well it
0: feels very real yeah,
1: too I, I, I feel every bit every bit of it mm-hmm. so it's extremely real yeah but to know that what someone's saying to me isn't about me even if they're pointing straight at you and saying you did this you know you made me feel this way and no I'm just a mirror. Mm-hmm. is what I am. I'm being a mirror that's giving you an opportunity to see something about yourself, the way that you're feeling inside. You're feeling insecure, you're feeling angry, or you're feeling sad, or whatever it is. Yeah. So when you take everything personally, you're making it about you, when it's not. Yeah, so it's like a
0: form of the ego.
1: It is. It's the ego. Mm-hmm. It's it's selfishness. It's it's saying, it's this is all about me. Mm-hmm. It's me, 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 you know. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> Um, so, and it's just not, it's the absolute, it's the opposite. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. We really are just trained this way from a young age because we think we are responsible for everything. I mean, it has to do with how our parents raised us.
1: Yeah. I mean, it could be, um, someone's upset with you and that, you know, your parents says, well, what did you do? You know? Yeah. What did you say to them? Mm-hmm. You know, watch your mouth or watch your behavior mm-hmm. or whatever, like putting the onus on you for for their behavior or the way they're feeling or talking.
0: Yeah, so this is, so it's coming up right now is like, I was told all the time to stop being me mm-hmm. because I was hurting other people. Right. And so them, if I would, you know, be the enlightened Danielle that I am today, I could have been like, you know what, that's on you that you feel that way and it is. Yeah, and I mean I did wake up to that. Like very early on when I found human design I was like, "Oh my gosh, you guys, it's this is not about me, this is about you." And I told you guys when you all came back in as a family, mm. I said, "All right, here's the story. <laughs> this is who I am, and I will not change, compromise it, be anything different than who I am." For any reason, like, so if it hurts your feelings or if it makes you worried or scared or steps on your toes in any way, my bigness, then that's not my problem. Like I, I like, I remember mm-hmm. making that a flat out, like this is a deal guys.
1: Yeah. Because that's, that is the whole premise behind this is if you say something to me that quote unquote hurts my feelings it's nothing you did or said that hurts my feelings. It's, it's that it tore off some kind of scab or poked at a wound that I, I have.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I know now with the kids, like it really helps me to separate myself from that. And I know we've talked about that. Like if the kids are in some mood because of whatever, Hmm. but we're sensing a mood, we'll be like, well, that's the kid's
1: issue. Yeah, that's not that's our issue. Something they're experiencing and going through.
0: Yeah, but yeah. I mean what we what we have done is gone to them and be like, so this is what we're feeling.
1: And that's the way to do it. Yeah. To to change, you know, the pattern is if you're feeling like attacked, let's say, by yeah, someone. I know or, these kids, man, they attack or, us. <laughs> right. <laughs> not saying them, but you know, just someone. Anyone. Uh, says something to you that you feel hurts your feelings or whatever it's the way you can speak to them is hey you know i'm i'm sensing this emotion anger whatever it is just point it out and then it can be a conversation about how they're feeling Mm -hmm. and you kind of take that spotlight off of the blame It's it's not the blame game anymore
0: this week's episode is brought to you by the Aura Accelerator. The Aura Accelerator is everything you need to crack the code on your human design and Gene Key experiment. This is the only fully equipped human design and Gene Key foundational online education that offers a complete breakdown on how to set up your own human design and Gene Key infused life and business. Start using the roadmap of your soul to find higher paydays live in your purpose, and experience authentic relationships that come through living in your energy experiment. It's risk-free. If you don't absolutely love the Aura Accelerator, we give you your money back. Find out more in the show notes, and I'll see you in the Aura Accelerator. Now, back to the episode. I mean, for me, it gives me all the power because I'm in control of me. So I get to choose how I respond to an energy of an environment, an energy of a conversation, an energy of, you know, what someone says. So I get the power here instead of um, handing it to anybody else and making them responsible for how I feel.
1: Yeah, because ultimately you are only responsible for you. You can only control you, not anyone else, right?
0: Yeah, and that, that goes into number three where it's, you know, he says don't make assumptions because it's literally like the saying is uh, assuming anything makes an ass out of you and me. It literally is like why would you spend all of your time assuming something and basing decisions on it, taking action from it or not
1: mm-hmm.
0: based on a complete
1: made-up story? And that's that's the purest Definition of the an assumption is a made-up story. I mean, that's literally what it is. You're you have decided in your own mind the way it's going to go, or what they're going to do or say, as a result of something you're going to do or say, without ever having gathered any real information. It's it's the absence of asking questions.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. And
1: you clear up all assumption. By just simply asking a question.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: You can assume that someone's upset with you and make a story about why and all this. But then you turn around you're living in that, right? Feeling bad or whatever. And then you turn around and ask them, hey, are you upset with me? And they say, no. Yeah. I've done (laughs) that with Lena. I'm not upset with you. (laughs) I've
0: done that with Lena where I'm like, it'll be like a few days and I'll be like, you know, I wonder if she's mad at me. And when that comes in, I'm always like, "Well, why would she be mad at you? Like, what?" Ha-? And literally, nothing has happened. Right. Literally, nothing.
1: But what a story you're telling yes. yourself the whole time.
0: And I'll, I'll text her, "Hey, are you mad at me for anything?" She'll be like, "No." <laughs> like, all right. I love having a friend like that where you can just be like, out of the blue, no cause for anything, and just it's no. It's not like she gets in my face about, well, why? Why were you feeling this way? She's just like, no. She no. probably knows. I have these yeah. crazy stories. She does too, though. Yeah, you
1: do. Yeah, yeah. We both do, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's all... It's uh, these stories that we do. We filter um, the little information we do have through old conditioning and what we think we know about the other person. And here comes this story. And then next thing you know, that causes even more problems.
0: Yeah, I had this... Um... I'll tell this story because it's been a long time now since this happened. But I had this um, client who, when I was brand new selling the, the first Wealthy and Aligned offer, she we had a sales call and she was so excited to get started. And she like had to move money or something, so she gave me a deposit and like... I opened up Voxer because back at the time I offered Voxer. I, I can't remember which offer this was. I think it was my eight week offer. And you know, on the PayPal thing, it says within twenty four hours you have to pay your you know rest of the money's owed. And I think within four hours, so she paid the deposit and opened up Voxer. And it was like eight o'clock where where I was. I don't know what time it was for her. No, it was like later for her. It was like had to have been midnight. And I get, my Voxer starts blowing up with how she is now scared to invest and she knows the time is coming up and she doesn't know what to do. And I'm like, oh my gosh, well, I am in this stage where I'm like not taking, I mean, I used to just be in Voxer all the time and answering everybody's questions and really coaching him and helping him. But I was like, you know what? This is after business hours. It's eight o'clock my time. I'm turning my Voxer off, my notifications off. I'm going to bed. And I got up the next morning and I had literally 24 Voxers Mm. and like she had already filed complaints against me to PayPal, like literally it was unruly. And I remember being really reactive and I remember thinking, boy, she must have had a lot of stories go on in her head about what was going on and how it worked, and all of those things that she had zero control over, and that resulted in all of these actions. I mean, needless to say, um, I refunded her money and was like <laughs> sayonara. I don't know what just happened, but that is an example of I'm sure she was just one of those people that had all these assumptions yeah. about something. Like, I don't even know because I didn't even take the time to, like, figure it out. I was, like, 26 Voxers overnight. No, we're done.
1: Yeah. It was nuts. You can imagine that if she had had the opportunity to just ask a few questions about the situation, that the 24 Voxers would never have been needed and all the complaints and all those other things, right?
0: Well, I did give her plenty of opportunity to ask questions, you know? I mm-hmm. just don't think she had the ability to well i mean we could go back to number 1 here i don't think she had the ability to be impeccable with her word mm. right so i think whatever i don't even know i'm not even going to assume about her circumstance but i think i bring that up just to say like if you are worried concerned in fear about because a lot of my clients are there they go into their businesses with assumptions Like, people could hate me. Mm, I could get trolled. They're, you know, what if I upset a client? And I'm always like, what if you do? Like, what if you do? Oh, well. And I think this speaks beautifully to how to handle doing the bigger thing of going in and marketing and selling and trading your value for money. Because you get to choose to look at these agreements as law. For yourself like I'm not going to take it personal if there's some mean comment or like I think she even wrote a really mean, I think it was her I'm not for sure it was her but she wrote a really mean podcast review and I didn't even find it until a year and a half later but when I found it I was like oh my gosh this had to have been her because she's the <laughs> only one that was legit crazy over here um Literally let it roll off of you. Like do not make assumptions about what it means about you. Don't take it personal right as long as you're honoring your word and doing the best that you can do which we're going to get to number 4 in a minute yep. but as long as you're doing the best that you can do you're being you know the one who is impeccable with your word and really shining in your highest potential at all times then you have no reason to take it personal and there's absolutely no time to waste making any assumptions for anything like I could have spent, it was brand new in my business, I could have spent a lot of time like reeling in shame or reeling in embarrassment or what did I do wrong and what happened? But instead I went, yeah, no, I know my part in this whole thing and regardless of how you're reacting to whatever story you came up with in your head, I'm not available for it. I'm not available for it. And I am drawing a line in the sand. I, you know, like, I mean, she went to a lot of trouble to try to piss me off. Mm. You know, it wasn't just like, no, I'm not going to pay the remainder of the balance. It was like, I'm going to report you. I'm going to write a mean podcast review. I'm going to, like, inundate your voxer. Like, she went above and beyond to be extra crazy to invoke this reaction. And I was like, I'm just done. She took it personally. Yeah. She took it personally.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, basically as, assuming can cost people a lot of time and money. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I mean, I could go on and on about this one because <laughs> when we were in the lawsuits, it was like, um, and I'm talking about the lawsuit with my company, my- um, You are a nurse. Yeah. When I was a nurse. I don't really know ever how to like talk about that because- I don't think I'm really allowed to talk about that. Well, it's over. Yeah, it's so well. You they just—they always said like, we don't want you talking about. Because I told them one time, I said like, I'm going to write a book. <laughs> I told them we were in deposition, and I said, you know, I'm going to write a book one day. And they took that, and they were like, they put it in the clause that oh, I signed, boy. like I could never write a book. But anyways, um, when we were in, you know, lawyer realm, it was like every single thing they did was making assumptions it was like how can we spin yeah. this to be this way or that way it was just a a vortex of well not being impeccable with your word right a vortex and that drove me crazy how our legal system could literally get away with whatever they wanted they did not have to follow you know truth at all. Mm. And just do, you know, whoever had the most money wins. Interesting. Yeah. I know I went on a tangent there. (laughs) I've experienced um, all of these going the opposite direction quite a bit. That's why I think I'm so, what is the law? Because I'm following the universal law. Not like, not like 3D law. I'm following universal law.
1: Well, and it's good in a way, you know, that you've seen that because Then you know the contrast between the two and what it's like to follow it in the way that it's designed for maximum benefit versus, you know, the damage it can do if you don't. I've noticed after going through this chapter that uh, what came to me is you can tend to be um, doing this more and assuming more with the people that are closer to you, your family members, the loved ones, because you assume that you know what they're thinking. You assume you know what they're feeling. You assume you know why they do the things they do. Um, So because you quote unquote know them so well, right? Yeah. And essentially that's just not true. It doesn't matter how close you are to anybody, if they're your child or your husband or whatever, you never truly know what's going on inside their head.
0: Yeah. Ever.
1: Um, You can make an educated guess and a lot of times be pretty close and accurate, but for the most part, that can still get you in trouble because I think we do it more with those people.
0: With the people that we love the yeah. most. I know I do that with Noah a lot.
1: <laughs> the projector. Yeah. The yeah.
0: soul-piercing projector. Yeah. He yeah. walks in a room and I'm like, is everything okay? <laughs> what happened to you last night while you were dreaming?
1: Yeah. <laughs> and then there's a story that comes in. Yes. Right? Yeah,
0: for sure. So then we go to number four
1: which is always do your best.
0: So simple, but yet. So
1: simple, but can be very challenging I mean, for, for me,
0: most. I think this is the most tiring of them. It's not hard for me to be impeccable with my word, but doing my best, I think has been where I'm like, every day I'm doing my, but can I take a day off from doing my best? Like, and yeah.
1: Yeah, well, because doing your best requires effort. Yeah. You always have to do that extra thing to consider it your best, you know?
0: Oh my gosh. We could open a can of worms here. Like who taught us what our best was Mm. and what is really your best, you know? But I think it's a really personal relationship with your best. And I got to know that really well when I was by myself in my bed three years. All I had to do was take care of Chloe and figure out how to, you know, live, basically. Right. And I remember being like, okay, well, I don't have a gauge on what someone else would say is my best, mm-hmm. except
1: for me. So I'm my own gauge. Yeah. And really, nobody else can do that. No one can tell you what your best is, because that's filtering it through their best, what they can say. Right. But best. I'm sure you felt this way too. But I
0: grew up with, I think it had to have been my dad. Well, no, it was my mom, too, because she was a clean freak. But it was like, if you were not working all day long from sunup to sundown, you were not doing your best. Mm. Like, if you got a C, you weren't doing your best, because you could have gotten an A. Right. If you, um, whatever, like, that was the conditioning, was basically you're not doing your best. So I never had a gauge on, well, what is my best?
1: And again, like those, those conditionings coming from them was filtered through what they considered to be the best for you. Yeah. But now that you are a grown adult, you get to decide what is my best. And I think a lot of us just know inherently, it's kind of built in. If we do a certain thing, we can stand back and look at it and go, yeah, I could have done better. You just, yeah. you just know, yeah. you know what I mean? It's not like any one measurable thing other than just a feeling inside. Like you just know you didn't go all the way.
0: Yeah, but I now that we are further along in our business and like know what, we have all these key metrics and KPIs and stuff that we're doing now. Like I just always feel like if someone would have taught me how to self-evaluate my best in in different ways, right? Like I teach in the formula. Like there are ways to evaluate your business every week. Like how are you doing? And you know, look at it without judgment. Just look at it like with the perspective of, um, like I don't know how to say it, neutrality. Like just a, what's the word? Yeah,
1: I think being neutral about it, right? Yeah,
0: just like an overview, just. I'm taking an objective. objective, that's yeah. the word I'm looking for. I wish somebody would have taught me that younger. Like, here's how you can measure your best to just mm-hmm. see, well, how did you feel? You know, did your how did your body feel? What was your mind doing? You know, and at the end of the day, rate yourself on a level of, one, on a scale of one to 10 for your satisfaction, your alignment. Like, do you, I mean, I think this could be, Phenomenal for kids.
1: Yeah, it's a lot. You just said it's about feeling. So you got to be careful about measuring your best based on like KPIs and numbers and things like that because your best yesterday versus today versus tomorrow is different. It'll always be different. It's based on, you know, do you feel shitty and tired today? then my best is going to look a certain way versus I get up and I feel like a million bucks and I could run a marathon today. My best is going to be different, right? And so at the end of each day, the way uh, I think to measure your best, did I do my best today, is your sense of satisfaction. Oh, yeah. It's looking at it and going, okay, I feel like I did the best I could with the circumstances. With what I I had. had. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. With where I felt. Like, But I I think it might be my defined will. And I've I've always been kind of competitive, but I always want to better my best. That's Mm -hmm. just who I've been my whole life. Um, Even if I got first in the swimming race, I'd be like, okay, but how could I have done better? Right. Always.
1: Yeah, that's a little bit of competitive nature that's just built into some. And it's competing against yourself in that regard because obviously you beat everyone else. So you know, what's the next level, right? Making myself better.
0: Yeah. And this, this number four, this always do your best is literally universal law. Number one, it's literally approaching every minute of every day with, I mean, I feel like it's like a tenacity. It's like a look at it as an opportunity and don't shy away from it. Like it literally, and I know this might sound crazy to everybody. I'm a fanatic about following universal law So I even get tired of myself sometimes when I'm like, okay, we got to follow universal law. Like I get tired of myself (laughs) sometimes. So I I feel like I can understand how you might be listening to this and being like, damn Danielle, chill out. But when you've been where I've been in my life, you're like, I am not going back there. So I can literally feel when I wake up in the morning. I'm like, okay, my adrenaline turns on, my eyes open, I'm off to the races, like. Every minute, I'm doing my best, mm-hmm. and that's why I'll. I don't know if I. I think I've told you guys this story, but I will walk by the stairs, and if somebody's left their shit on the stairs, like Jaden left his, you know, shoes or a shirt or whatever. The computer's down there, or whatever. I will purposefully walk by it and be like, I'm not doing my best right now, and picking that up. I will <laughs> purposefully walk by it and leave it, <laughs> and well, be like, maybe a what, little maybe temper what, tantrum. Maybe what
1: you're doing is not taking it personally.
0: Oh, could be. <laughs> could know, be.
1: Is your best picking it up or not picking it up? I don't know. That's, I don't know. I have this little you.
0: dialogue in my in my head as I'm walking up the stairs, passing your shit on the floor. I'm like, it, the nice thing to do is to pick it up. And doing your best would be to pick it up. And I'll usually end up going back down and picking it up.
1: Or you're assuming that he's not going to pick it up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, I never get mad about that stuff. Like, I don't get mad anymore. Because I realize it's in my control so much more. And I will say that I feel like I had the always doing your best rock solid under control before you all came back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then when you all came back, I held you all to this new standard.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's like when you raise the bar for yourself and you're trying to be impeccable with your word to yourself, then you've kind of got to create that environment around you as well, right?
0: Well, yeah, I had to because I was never going backwards. You know, I was never going back. Like that's the first thing I said was "We're this is how we do things here. We don't drink. We don't pretend we drink. We're all in on this business. We're not like, you know, it was just we're not half-ass. And so I required that of every every single one of you.
1: Yeah, I think, I think that the always do your best is, it's the way to cultivate um, satisfaction, daily satisfaction, knowing that you're, especially when we're all doing it together, we're working towards a common goal, um, and it gets you better and better at the other agreements as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you wrote, um, you may falter in the other three agreements, but... If you're always doing your best, then you will never judge yourself. And that's the truth because you can never look back on your life and say, I could have done this. I should have done this. Mm-hmm. You can honestly look back on your life and be like,
1: no, I did my best. Yeah. That's that internal judge that he talks about. Um, you basically can eliminate that judge and victim, that internal voice that berates you if you know that you're always doing your best.
0: Yep. Yep. And there's no more self punishment because you decide with every minute I'm doing my absolute best and there is no reason to punish like anybody for not doing their best. I like to consider this always do your best in all aspects of my life. So when I'm thinking about, you know, my alignment journey, my human design journey, my experiment in awakening and evolving and achieving my soul's purpose, not achieving, but living in my purpose and, um, more and more activating my potential and living in my potential, you know, some days, and I've spoke about it on the podcast. Some days I'm just like, you know, alignment is hard, but are you doing your best? You know, cause sometimes your best is Netflix Sometimes your best yeah. is Netflix and some Ben and Jerry's ice cream at the end of the day. <laughs> it
1: is. It is. That's true. Yeah. And Be careful of, you know, you spoke earlier about doing really well at something, but then always pushing to do your best. You can tip the balance to the other side. So just be aware of burnout, um, pushing yourself beyond. It's like a law of diminishing or there's another law for you. The law of diminishing returns, which means that the thing that you're experiencing or feeling or eating or whatever it is, is really, really good up to a certain point. The, the, the goodness, the, um, richness of it, uh, you experience really intensely up to a certain point. And then there's this little breakover point where now it's starting to diminish the amount of.
0: It's backfiring.
1: Yeah, the return that you're getting. So it's like the example is pizza. You know, you can have the first piece is amazing. The second piece is great. Third. But then, you know, it starts to not be so good after a while. You know, the fifth, sixth piece, it's like, oh, this is not so good anymore, right? That's the diminishing return. So yeah, be careful with pushing yourself past that point.
0: I think you're speaking to me when you're talking about diminishing returns with my ice cream Mm. journey lately.
1: Well, it is an interesting journey.
0: I know. I know. (laughs) My favorite ice cream is Taliente. I don't think I'm saying it right.
1: It's Talenti, (laughs) pretty sure. But, you know, you could call it what you want. I know what you mean. I
0: go on these benders where I'm like, get me all four or five flavors
1: or Ben and Jerry's. P- yeah, lately I
0: lately I've been digging that way more. And I I wit, like no, I, I'm lying if I say I don't know when I'm eating more than I cuz normally I just have a few bites and love it. But I ate that wh- almost the whole thing last night. Whoa. So I think there's some diminishing returns going on wow. today.
1: <laughs> Maybe you're doing your best to finish it.
0: <laughs> I'm doing my best to finish it. Right. I go all in. Or I do nothing. I don't do anything half-ass. Perfect. Specifically ice cream. (laughs) All right, everybody. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. I love having you on, honey. Thanks for coming on with me.
1: Yeah, it's been a joy.
0: And you guys, pick up that book if you haven't read it. Read it through the lens of how can I apply this to my human design experiment and my business and my life and just really weed out the shit that doesn't matter. It's made all the difference for us. We love it and we loved sharing it with you today. All right, everybody. I will see you next week. Cheers to staying wealthy through alignment. Thank you for listening. If you are ready to turn your purpose into profit, it's time to empower yourself with the tool of integrity that is the high-frequency formula. Head to the link in the show notes to find out how. I'll see you on the inside.